The Super League was back with a bang this midweek. Uh, lots of goals in some games, not as many in others. And teams setting their stall out early, making a statement. Happy Easter to all the Super League fans worldwide. I am joined by Steve, Jamie and Greavesy to discuss everything that has gone on this past week as Season 8 of the Super League kicked off. Um, lads, welcome. As it is, uh, as it was game week one, no point sort of looking at permutations for the league. So I thought if we start with a review just in alphabetical order, and that means we get to invite a very happy Welshman in straight away to discuss Bostock's family <laughs> dragging four. You guys said you were taking it seriously this year, Jamie, and uh, you set your stall out early. Yeah, you know, great result for us. Obviously, when we went 2-0 down, it was uh, a bit of a worry. But I think at the end of the day, like we said, you know, I wouldn't say we, we took the pisses in, we didn't care. But obviously, we we kind of argued amongst ourselves and chopped and changed. It wasn't that we didn't want to win. It, it was just we kind of lost the game and kind of, right, someone else wants to go now, we'll pick the team and we'll change the formation and everything again. We didn't really given enough kind of attention. So all we basically said was we won't be as bad last year as we, you know, we won't be as bad this year as we were last year. And I think we showed that in game week one that, you know, we won't be the mugs where everyone looks at the fixtures for the week and sees they play in Dragons and thinks, oh yeah, we'll we'll have three points here, which we probably were last season. Um, I think transfers, you know, kind of the last few games going into the season last year, when we kind of said, you know, chances was talked about, obviously we got together and said, right, what do we need to do? And although we scored quite a few goals, we, you know, we said, right, we got to tidy up the defence. That's got to be, you know, the kind of first and foremost. So we kind of looked around the league and thought, right, what can we do? And we saw Luke Shio wasn't really playing for Gazelles. Um, so he was always our number one target. So as soon as we could talk transfers, we got that one sewn up. Um, and then we were lucky to do a deal with Steve for Davids. Obviously, you know, we got four year in return, so I think it worked out well for both of us. So I think defensively, although we, we still conceded two, which again, you know, keeping a clean sheets in the Super League's not easy. So, you know, we're not too concerned about that. But having Davids and Lou showing um, has made us, you know, massively stronger in that department. I've already, like I said the other day, I think our defensive options, you know, our back six with people like Saeed, Zauri, Ronnie Johnson, who can come in. I think we're so well stocked in that department. Um, obviously, going forward is, is going to be the issues. I think, you know, Joe Cole, I think he's still going to be kind of hit and miss because of how young he is. I think everyone knows how good he gets for season two. You know, he's not going to do that every week. You're obviously going to have, you know, sixes here and there. But I think we, you know, we showed this week that, as I say, we... We won't be, you know, the bums and the walkover and, you know, we, we can have a decent season. No, it's interesting because obviously a lot of us chat off off air, if you like, as well throughout the week. We'll all have different discussions. There's various WhatsApp groups and, and DMs that we all have. And one of the things that, that I think you actually on the show would, or, or it might have been on one of your tweets afterwards, I can't quite remember. It was interesting how... I agree, you've now fully stacked up your defensive talents, and I know it's only one game, but that suddenly allowed you to go off and score four goals. You know, you, you still conceded two, so you might think, you know what, that a defensive element, it's not quite done perhaps exactly what you wanted it to do in game one, but having that foundation let you go off and score the four goals that, that last year you always threatened to do without necessarily carrying out most of the time. Yeah, I think oh, oh, I say I'm not too bothered about the conceding the two goals, you know, away from home, especially against Bostock, who were in the playoffs last season. As I say, it's hard enough to keep a clean sheet at home, but away from home, especially, um, you know, if you keep a clean sheet there, you've done great. But as I say, it's, I think those players, you know, Davids and Zelius were quality, and they say they've allowed then the forward players to probably have a bit more of the ball. Um, I think Caragoon is coming on at half time. Already right, may not have had any assists, but he had over double the amount of touches that the Alessandro had first half. And I think he's obviously got on the ball and allowed them, Joe Cole and Archie back, who, who look at the commentary, had a kind of hand in every goal that we had, and he's allowed those players 
to kind of get on the ball more as well and allowed us then to you know to get those three goals and you know I know people a lot of people alluded to you know obviously the first 30 odd minutes we were 2-0 down but then if you you know look at the second half it was as you know as convincing um as any other half there was you know in, in week one so yeah we delighted obviously I think I thought Kieran was brilliant on the comms. I, I didn't really agree with his assessment after the game, but that's a Northern Burn saying if if Northern Burn beat us, it, it kind of shows we haven't improved because we're kind of still, you know, kind of our forms all over the shop, which I didn't quite agree with that. I think, you know, you know, going away from home, I think most teams will always be happy to take a point. Um so if you know, if we were to lose on on Sunday and we had three points out of the first six away from home, you know we'd still be happy so yeah I didn't quite agree with that but you know we're confident now going into it I think there's a lot of pressure on Northern Burn obviously they made some good deals in the summer I think you know Ian in all the carnations of the Super League he's always had a a really good squad and he's always kind of underperformed Um, so I think especially you know I know Lennis but obviously quality team but I think the pressure is massively on him for Sunday if he wasn't uh, you know to get anything from Sunday's game you know, two games at home at the start. I think the you know the pressure will be on him. So we, I think he'll be worrying about tackling things. So we're going to look to take advantage now and uh, hopefully get another three points on Sunday. If I can just press you for a final comment on Bostock. Obviously, from your side, you've gone and got the result against the team that, that finished fourth. They were they were in the playoffs last season. Um, from their side, is it just a case of look, it was game week one, or given that they have lost to the team that finished bottom, despite the fact you have clearly on paper improved, is there some concerns there already? I think you'll I think you'll be concerned about his second half performance. I don't suppose, you know, losing to the bottom side last year because as I say, we we are kind of totally different outfit this season. But I think the second half performance, how dominating we were, um I think he will be slightly concerned. I'm, I'm not sure if he, you know, I think a lot rests on the area this season for for Bostock. Obviously, he's injured. I don't know how long that's for. I think Brozek is, a, you know, a tremendous piece of business. He got rid of Raquel May, who didn't do much for him, and who's never really done much in the Super League in general. Um, so I think that's a great bit of business. But yeah, I think it's he'll be more concerned about the second half performance more than the kind of result as a whole, I think, in terms of how dominating we were. Um, but it's, it's only game week one. I, you know, I, you know, we're certainly not going to be panicking. Um, you know, plenty of time left. The eagle-eyed amongst the viewers will have noticed while Jamie was talking that co-chair Ryan joined us. Good evening, Val. Good evening, gents. Good evening. How are we doing? Very, very well, thank you. And less noticeable, a, a late arrival to the crowd. Ian Edwards has joined us as well. Good evening. Hey, mate. You all right? Hello, everyone. Yeah, looking very dapper, sir. As always, mate. Yeah, I like to make an effort for you. <laughs> Didn't say that to me, Clive. Fucking hell. There's a difference between, you know, the, the nice sort of, um, sort of vest, almost waistcoat type, uh, compared to what I believe is uh, just a, a foot, is it football strip you're wearing there? Is it Bolton's or is it like a, a six-a-side team that you're playing for or what's what's going on? I couldn't quite yeah, see Madrid, it. Yeah. On the Real Madrid. <laughs> oh, is it Real Madrid, is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you, support, you seem to support teams with financial difficulties a lot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, wins, Steve wins the battle of T-shirts tonight anyway. Steve, just say something so you pop up on the screen to show everyone what you're wearing. Yeah, it, it won't purposely. I did put it on earlier on to get out <laughs> to clap a little lad. So uh, it won't just for this evening's pleasure. <laughs> um, Ryan, let's, uh, if I can, I'll bring you in for game two. A team that I tipped last year and have done again this year was Hulls. And they kicked off with a, with a very good 4-1 win over Churchtown. Do they look the real deal this year? I know, again, we're only game one. Yeah, um, let me just, sorry, let me just explain something to um, What do you call it? My next door neighbour had a little bit of a fall and I'm on taxi duty to pick her up from the hospital when she does get, so if I have to dive off and just disappear at any point, then um, yeah, that's where I've gone. Um, but yeah, um, Hulls. Can you comment on the Super League? Sorry? 
And just say maybe she has some insightful comment on the Super League as well. Probably not, but... <laughs> um, yeah, um, who's... Yeah, I thought they looked really, really good, actually. I kind of, I kind of expected more from Churchtown as well, but yeah. I mean, Kieran kind of said it on the comms, really, that they just didn't really have a weakness in that squad. And not only did they kind of look good on paper, as soon as the match kicked off, they looked like there was only ever going to be one winner of that game. Um, I mean, they'd already had the delights of NDI and things like that. They could afford to let players like Tuzalco go. Um, I think he's done really good business. And I think, yeah, I think they've kind of definitely stepped up a level. Um in their performance. I don't think we'd have seen anything like that from them last season, that that dominating. But, yeah, um, I mean, it's one of those, you don't want to get carried away. I'm sure Jamie, I've missed the start of him, but I'm sure he was saying the same. It's one game. You don't want to get carried away kind of thing. I'm pretty sure um, Jens won't want to get carried away. Um, if he starts doing that three out of the four first games, then, I mean, that's when he's really got so much to, to bang the drum about it. But, one game in, and it was a really, really good win, as was Dragons, as was Dudley Hill. Um, yeah, if, if they can put a run together, that's when you can start talking about it. But yeah, on paper, 100% fantastic. Just to bring you up to speed, Jamie completely lost his shit and was running around the room when we was talking about his game. So, uh, yeah, his head's fully gone. Um, <laughs> just one more thing, Ryan. Um, a word on, on Kieran. Always great to hear from him on comms. And what I find in a great co-commentator is they have insightful comment. You don't necessarily have to agree with them, but you enjoy listening to them. And I, and I thought it was very good the other night. Um, I thought it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, 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 he was very good. Obviously, um, a bit of a break from tradition. It's usually our good friend Jamie on um, week one of the Super League. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't sure what time he, or I think he was concerned that he would have run into his work time um, if, if he'd been on comms so yeah we had Kieran on but I think Kieran did a good job he's, he's always good value isn't he he's always um, upbeat and um, he always bangs the drum about his own squad he's he's quite confident about his team this season I think he has improved from last season um, whether he's improved enough to get into the top six is a different question um, definitely has got the ability to be in it there or thereabouts but yeah Comes on Sunday, absolutely fantastic. On Wednesday, sorry, it was absolutely fantastic. Jamie, just clear up a conspiracy theory for us, please. Uh, Rumour has it that there was no um, clash with work. You were just concerned after the way you'd all been bleating on about how good the Dragons were going to be. You didn't want to turn up and see them lose week one. Well, the job done, though, Fifey, didn't we? job done is, like, to, you know, we just, it was even better that we just let him go into a two-goal lead, let everyone else think, oh, yeah, it's the same old Dragons. And then we just pumped him. So, job done, really, isn't it? That's what made it even better. But I, I hope Scott went too upset with the video because he, he didn't like it or anything. So. <laughs> um, the eagle-eared amongst the viewers will have noticed Jamie didn't confirm that there was a work clash. So well, I'm he didn't answer the, the question, did he? Steve, let's let's bring you in. Game three, um, and three was the magic number because it was Dudley three, Aston nil. Um, you must be delighted with that start. Uh, yeah, I mean, with greatest <clears throat> respects to Alf, um, I, I don't think I could have had a, a more favourable game to open up with, really. Uh, just considering, obviously, where they finished last year. Um, but uh, really happy with the performance. Uh, I put a tweet out earlier, uh, yesterday, sorry. Uh, Martin was shocked uh, that I, not one of my players got a 10 last season. And, I wasn't um, shocked. Pardon? <laughs> I wasn't shocked. No, I wasn't either. <laughs> I wasn't either. I, was just, I thought I was pointing out the obvious. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, massive that uh, both made both made wing backs coming and doing well. Uh, I think it shows a lot that uh, six of my seven transfers played one off bench as well. Uh, it shows where I've I think I've got a lot more depth. But yeah, delighted to, to get that monkey off my back with my own form as well. Um, this time last season, I were absolutely going off the edge of a cliff after the first game. So massively delighted with win. Obviously, again, can't take. Anything out of it. Amoroso is looking to keep his place for Sunday, uh, if I'm honest, with a five, but you can't change what were 
in honesty, uh, probably my most dominant display since being in, in, including last season. So, yeah, delighted with it, mate, really. And, um, you know, we, we all get pressed to make these predictions. Unfortunately for Alpha Asta, we're widely tipped to be the team to finish bottom. I'll keep saying it throughout. We have only done game one. But from what you saw, do they look like a team that's going to be down the bottom? Or do you think, like I asked Jamie about Bostock, it's just one game and, and you think you can turn it around quite quickly? Uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, when we were all doing his little bits of predictions that Ryan were throwing his fishing rod out, wanting us all to do, um, I uh, I did I did stick Aston at the bottom, especially when he said that most of his uh, transfers, um, he, he wasn't going to play too many of them. Uh, I know he hadn't brought too many in, but I think the might have only been Nedved, really. He was saying he was sticking with a lot of people from last season. He seems to have, uh, in my opinion, gone a bit... He's talking about squad rotation and things like that after one game. Uh, does it show where his head's at a bit? A bit, bit um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Is he already resigned to the fact that he thinks it might happen? So he's just trying to find a little bit of a formula to try and pick as many points as he can. But uh, uh, unfortunately, yeah, I did predict it starts in. But it is only game one, like you say. And he's, he's more than capable enough, uh, as, as we found, as I found last season when he took six points off me. Uh, to, to pull results out of the bag. Uh, Reevesy, as defending champion, you will have a good eye for the teams that were in and around competing for it. Two of those met midweek, and Gazelles, who were obviously favourites in season one, uh, they pulled out a 3-1 win over Fulchester. Uh, very impressive by them. Do you agree? Craig's uh, a really good business. I'm impressed by the squad he's got. I would put a couple of different... The free up front is adventurous, but with the injuries and suspensions that Mac has got, it was a bit of a formality, really. You can't take the heart out of CDM and not not anything. You can't play a team like Gazelles with Emerson and Prutton as your two main defensive midfielders. And especially with that formation, because the CDM is the key. So it's if he had Butt and Biscan, I think it, it would be more of a close game. So you think but that the, the, the nature of the performance and the result, there's still plenty of questions about where both sides are this year. Yeah, it's, uh, I liked that he had he didn't play Balak too much last year. And when they clicked on and showed his stats, Balak's stats look really good for season two. And if he gets seed off firing anywhere near what he's capable of, those two will be a really solid centre midfield partnership. And he's got Keane and he's got Jeremy's in reserve if he only wants to play one CDM. And that's they're very, two top draw CDMs to sit in front of. He's uh, he's playing uh, <clears throat> the Brazilian lad next to uh, Ferdinand, but he's got Matarazzi to come in. And personally, I rate Matarazzi above Lucio. So I feel he, he improved that area there. So he's got he's got a very good. Uh, he's improved his defence in my eyes, and he's already got the two best fullbacks in the game. And he's got a Clover who was on fire last year. And I'm a massive fan of Raúl. Figo is a bit hit and miss, but it's it's the making. He's, he's just added more quality that, to what was already a scary team. So you expect um, Gazelles to be fully in the title picture, and Fulchester still in the playoff picture? Yeah, for, uh, for Chester, they've done really good business. I'm a big fan of Dalmet, the Steve knows, because I tried to bloody poach him every second I could, but I didn't have Steve Finney. So, uh, but he's got Donati in, and Donati is another he's another Rolls-Royce of a midfielder. Him and Veron will complement each other, as well as if there's anyone, if there's any player on the game that will get Work out Beckham. It's going to be Macca because he loves wingers rather than wingbacks. So he's going to get he's going to get him firing. But it's just at the start of the season, if everyone's not fit, you're a bit of a handicap, aren't you? So you just got to, you just got to hope. Well, he's just got to hope when everyone gets fit or runs. I feel everyone who was in the playoffs and that didn't have the chart like to progress a bit further, having the hangovers for the the suspensions. Because I was blessed enough to get to the final. Yes, Cannavaro picked up a, 
picked up a yellow card, but I transferred him out. He was my, he would have been my only suspension for the start of the season, where a few people had suspensions knocking on from doing well last season. So it was a bit of a, a slap in the face for the league to carry them suspensions over because you're going afresh, but you've got that then handicap of a top player in your team being out. So it's a bit of a, a double-edged sword, isn't it? You're doing, you get, you get a, a knife in the back for doing well. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously, my team were missing just Montero through suspension. Obviously, Emerson was injured as well. But um, just having Montero suspended, it was only one player, but I felt it was it was harsh to be punished for going further in the season. And, you know, when you look, they had a, a much, much lengthier absentee list than I had. To be fair with Montero, you just saved him being suspended the next game. He's probably would have. He's doing a red. He hadn't had a red in a while. So, Mr. Edwards, if I can bring you into the conversation at this point, we have uh, next up on the list Haggis One, Slops One. Um, Slops obviously had that major falling off a cliff at the end of last year. Haggis appear to, again on paper, have improved the squad. Um, do you feel it was a chance missed by Haggis um, at home opening day not to get a win? I do. And I think, uh, as Rob mentioned in the in the comments on the live chat on uh, on Wednesday night, um, everybody fancied a Haggis victory. I mean, even I think even Rob predicted a 2-0 defeat for himself. So, yeah, I, I do. And especially... Uh, finishing the game with 10 men, you would have thought Haggis could have maybe pinched it as well. Um, he will look at certain positives and he's brought a big-name striker in and that big-name striker has got has got him a goal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think he kind of stuttered through last season and he would have been hoping to hit the ground running at the start of this. He hasn't. Um and I think, yeah, I think the slots will take some uh, some heart from that. Um, but yeah, missed opportunity for Haggis. This disciplinary problem for, for slots though is, um, is a bit of an issue for them. Why do you think it is? Do you think it's something ingrained in certain players? Because let's face it, I think Ryan touched on it when he was uh, discussing tactics. Most people, I would imagine, use hard tackling, but no one seems to get anywhere near the discipline issues that they have at slots. Yeah, I mean, it has to be down to the aggression levels of the players that you've got in your team as well. And I mean, I haven't looked at his, his players in, in detail to know which ones have got the higher levels of aggression. Um, but it's something that you had in the old version of the game as well. Um probably even more so. Uh, he's the only guy I can remember to have uh, two red cards in the same game. Doesn't often happen, but it, it happens to does happen to Rob's teams. Um, so there is something there. Was it that ended up getting three or four men sent off in one game last year as well? I had a couple and a couple and an injury or two, didn't he? Yeah, he was down to down a, a few. I had three against me. That's it. Yeah, I'm wondering whether Rob's one of these guys. You can imagine him giving a team talk to his to his guys, and the the guys they run out of the tunnel screaming and slapping their heads and all that sort of stuff. You know, old school, all sort of Vinnie Jones in Mean Machine kind of thing. That's it. Yeah, yeah. They just stare them in goal. Oh, do you know what? As soon as he watches this, I can now see him reenacting a scene from Mean Machine just to just to play up to it as well. Oh, dear me. Um, Greavesy, I'll bring you back in because the penultimate game to look at from midweek was our one-all draw. Um, we obviously both went into it hoping to get off to a good win against a side that done well. Obviously, you were defending champions. Um, and I know Kieran said I should be happy with the draw. I wasn't, and I explained why. I know you weren't happy with the draw. Um, on reflection, do you think it was the right result or do, or do you still feel like um, we out out shit house you for a change. Oh, robbed. Quite blankly, your keeper had a good game for a change. And at the end of the day, anyone expecting to come to the chip chop car park and pick up points is living in a dream world. I lost one game last year, and that was when you shit me and beat me with one shot on target. I lost four <laughs> games in the league all season. 
apart from I lost one in the playoffs, so five in total. So people expect to pick up points. It's a fallacy. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the roll of the dice. I was, everyone knows when you're 1-0 up for so long and you're having such dominance and possession, you're going to concede. And unfortunately, that was the case. And it was the 89th minute, and it had to be an impenza because I hate him. Because I've spent shitloads of money on him in the past, and he never has caused goals when I buy him. I've always called him out for being a fraud. He done fuck all when he was at Midlothian. As much as people lord him, he did fuck all there. He was sitting in Vieri's shadow, and he's gone to you, and you've fingered him, and he's playing well. And um, that's all I can say on the matter. From my perspective, I was frustrated by our own performance. I thought we should have, we definitely weren't as creative as I would have liked us to be. Um, we definitely were nowhere near as clinical as I would have liked us to be. Um, we obviously had the goal wrongfully disallowed. Kieran Dyer would never have been offside in that position. Um, but it's, long arrows, mate. It's, long arrows. it's not the first time that you've had a referee onside in, in your time in the Super League. So, um, <laughs> But, you know, um, we move on. We're already now playing catch-up. We're two points behind the teams at the top of the table and we play one of those this week and, and hope for, for an improved performance and, uh, and a much more, effective, um, much more effective game from our attacking players. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll look to preview the games in a little while where, where we can talk about team selection and stuff. But, yeah, I was... I was probably as frustrated as you were um, in both performance and result. Um, yeah, I've, I've, had a, I've had a chat to Pablo as I got out. I'll give him a slap and told him that they, that them performances are expected in Ireland, but not in Boston. That's not allowed. <laughs> Sixes won't slide, but to be fair, I had a lot. I won the league and I only had two players in the top 14 average ratings. So I didn't have a, a very well-performing side. Uh, six of the seven new signings started, where a lot of people's new signings didn't make the cut, which I, I made a point of, although my transfer business was questioned, every player I brought into the team would be a first-team player. I brought no one in as a, as a filler. I've got uh, Kesman's the one who's I do prefer to play with one with one up front, and I don't overly like having uh, a forward centre who isn't on the midfield selection to play as an AMC. So that's why he's he's waiting. If if I get Ronaldo firing, he won't play much. But if Ronaldo has a dip, he'll come in. So other than that, I feel he's got I've got good options going rather than what I did last year. Uh, the final game we need to look at from midweek before we preview the upcoming fixtures is Northern Burn nil, Leddesford 1. Um, Ian, is it a case of new season, same story? It's hard for me to argue against that, isn't it? Um, I don't think we were that bad. I don't think we were that good. I think we have come up against the side who finished last season the strongest and had more about them than, than anybody else. So I was I would have been happy going into the start of the season, first game, home fixture, and I took anyone, because I think the way we finished last year, I'd have fancied us against anyone at home. So, yeah, a little bit disappointed in the, uh, in the start. It kind of felt a little bit like when you've got the slightly bigger kid fighting the slightly smaller kid and his arms are a bit bigger and you can just keep them... He can just keep him at length. And I, I felt like Hodgie just kept my side at arm's length all game and he had that edge of control to it. Um, but my guys didn't play badly. We, we, we created chances. Same old story. We can't score goals. Um, we were pretty tight at the back without our new signing, Cannavaro. So, you know, we'll go, we'll go into the next game without, you know, being too flustered, without making too many changes. And... Um, and hope to go again and, and make a slight improvement. I think, I think it's fair. One of the comments made just before you logged on was about how you traditionally do have a good squad, um, at least comparatively. You're, you're yeah. at least um, in the mix in terms of having one of the better squads on paper. So uh, 
the flip of the question I've asked some of the other people, as you were on the losing side of the result, are you treating it that that was just one game and, and there's a long way to go? Definitely. Um, I, I think we've shown that we can put a bunch of results together with this team and I think I've improved the team. Uh, I mean, we're certainly a lot stronger team 11 and squad-wise than the one I took over at the start. So I think we've had a couple of good windows. Um, I mean, there was one period last season where somehow I managed to get a Manager of the Month award as well for uh, Northern Burn. So I know I know we've got it in us um, to put those sort of results together. So, but yeah, I, I can't argue with the fact that I've very often had some great players and not got great results all the time. But, you know, keep, keep plugging away in hope. Well, let's look ahead to Sunday then. And uh, Jamie, if I can ask you on game number one, uh, we've got Bostock Stanley versus Slops. Um, should be an interesting game. Yes, as I say, Sloths, I think they'll be encouraged. I think before Sunday, they probably thought, oh, this, this could be a tough season for us, but they've gone away to Haggis and they've got, obviously, I thought a decent draw. I thought, obviously, I know what the stats at the end look well in Haggis's favour, but I think they had like four or five shots when they went down to 10 men. Um, but I think they'll they'll be confident. Are Bostock at home, are they? Bostock are at home, yes. That's it. You know, I, I think early on, I know I said earlier that they, they won't be panicking, which I you know I stand by. But I do think he'll be looking at this, especially with the slots. I'm thinking this is a kind of must-win game early on being at home. So I think there is a bit of pressure on Bostock going into this where they, they need that three points if the area is out. Um, you know, obviously, it will be, you know, imagine Trezeguet come in, but I don't think he's quite the area. Um, you'd expect Bostock to have too much, but I think... I don't think it'll probably be as comfortable as people would have thought before game week one, before anything was played. I think looking at the results, I think slots will be thinking, you know, we, you know, we got half a chance here. Um, as we normally do um, before we've seen team selections and stuff, I could just ask you all for a for a score prediction, starting with you, Jamie. Um, I'll go two one Bostock. Greasy. I'll go two one slots. Steve? Uh, yeah, I, two two one Bostock. Uh, I'm going to say it will finish one all on that one, I'm afraid. Um, game number two, Ian, if I can ask you for comment on the. Oh, sorry, Ian, no. I didn't ask you your prediction. My apologies. Oh, he's not there. I, I can see on the other screen he's, he's disappeared. We'll, we'll bypass that one then. Um, Sorry, lads. I've, I, I realise I left the oven on earlier. I've got some cooking, so I've been in and out. I really apologise about that. I'll be, you'll be, I'll be disappearing again in a minute. I'm sorry. That's all right. If I can press you quickly, then uh, first of all, for just a score prediction, nothing more for Bostock versus Sloths. Bostock at home versus Sloths. I think they'll bounce back from uh, from that dodgy second half. Yeah. I, think, I think they'll get a home the home win to two 0 Okay, and then I was going to ask you for for comment on Churchtown versus Fulchester if you've got time before the uh, before the oven explodes. <laughs> Sorry, uh, yeah. Um, well, with Fulchester with everybody back back at full strength ish, I guess. Um, yeah, looks like a, maybe a draw to me that. Okay, um, Steve, what what are you thinking going into that game? Um, yeah, I think it totally depends on what Mac has got coming back in its side. He obviously had a couple of players out. Um, but Kieran, I don't think he was as bad as the 4-2 suggested. So I'm going to go one all. I'm going to stay on the fence with that one. Greasy? Uh, Paul Chester will win 3 now. And Jamie? 2-1 for Chester. Uh, I'm going to say 2-0 for Chester for that one. Um, Steve, coming back to you, the third game on the card is Dudley at home to Haggis. Um, what, what's the team looking like going into it, Pat? Same, exactly the same, same tactic. Um, you, can't, you can't change. Like I said, I was tempted to stick Gustavo Lopez in. Um, I certainly wasn't tempted to pull, obviously, they'd be back and put Viduka uh, in. Uh, but uh, regardless of how how badly Amoroso played, everybody were 
great around him. So we've got an exactly the same and confident again a win, uh, considering how depleted Sloths were. Uh, Aggies at home, um, and we we should have beaten last season at home. Uh, I am I'm really confident getting three points, which I probably wouldn't have said uh, before last season against against the Haggis side. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm confident getting three points. Uh, and a score prediction, please. I think going off going off Wednesday. I think I'm, I'm looking at my squad morale. We're, we're in good spirits. I'm going to go three one. Uh, Greasy. Uh, I think two 0 Dudley. Ian. Three 0 Dudley. <laughs> Jamie. Seven 0 Haggis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my opinion on it for what it's worth is I think it will actually be quite a tight game and purely because you're at home I'm going to say 1-0 Dudley um, the, the fourth game is Gazelles v Devils um, as I sort of mentioned earlier both Montero and Emerson are back so I have a full fit squad so there's there's no complaints there um, I I I've been looking at formations because I could see a lot of people are, are very similar to what I was looking to do this year. Um, so I've been looking at a few different things. I have tweaked it slightly and I might look to adopt maybe a home formation and away formation this year. Um, but I don't think we perform to the best of our abilities midweek. I've, Definitely weren't as creative as I would have liked, as I said, and, and didn't finish enough chances. So we have looked to address that. Um, uh, I've, I've had a chat to Emmanuel Petit, and he's going to let Ronaldinho out of his pocket for you. Thanks. So he'll be available for your team. Appreciate that. Um, Gazelles, obviously, I've got to put full respect to them. They're, they're a, a very good team on paper. They had a very good result, so they're in form. Um, the fact that we beat them in the playoffs last year means absolutely nothing because it's new squads now, new season. Um, but do people uh, have have criticised the the limited transfer business that Devils have done this year? But I think I've done what I set out to do, and that was improve in my two main defensive areas. Um, so with that in mind, I'm more confident in games that. Even as, a, even as an all-round squad, for example, last year it was Montero and Brown. Now, as Steve, Steve said himself, he likes the look of Montero and Uliano as a par, as, as, as a pair, sorry. And then when you've got Wes Brown as the backup instead of Novotny, I think it, it looks stronger. Uh, and with that in mind, I'd like to think if the tactic pulls off the way, I hope it will. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet because gazelles are very good. So I'm going to say that that we'll get a a free one win. Uh, Jamie, what are you thinking? The gazelles be devils. Uh, two two draw. Uh, Ian, I'd go along with the Desmond. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. Goal. One thing you can say is there'll probably be a few goals. I think I think you'll I think you'll split them evenly. Greasy. 3-0 Gazelles. <laughs> Steve? 3-2 Devils. Interesting. Okay, well, thanks, lads. Um, Steve, if I can ask you to build up to the, what I think, potentially just looking at the list, could be game of the night, Pools v Leddisford, please. Uh, yeah, it's hard to split. I mean, obviously, they both had really good away wins. Um, I do think... Leddersford played a stronger side, um, considering obviously how Ian finished the season. Um, Hulls at home, I think they're going to be very, very difficult to break down. And I wouldn't be surprised, um, as good as Greavesy was, to, to see the end of the season. Jens ended up with the best home record this season, just because of how strong his squad's got. Um, you know, he, he, he's got, he got a tune out of a couple of players that obviously probably not notable for doing so season one and then letting obviously Sigalco go but bringing somebody like Van Bommel in for him uh, it's just added to his strength in, in terms of his defensive area and yeah I'm going to go for a tight 2-1 Ulls win yeah uh, No I, I completely understand what, why you go that way Jamie what are you thinking for this one? 
Ian going with Steve to one the hoodles. Uh, Ian? Oh, no, he's gone to, uh, to check that turkey again, Greasy. I think Hodgie, Hodgie's formation, depending if he, he said he's not got anyone sitting, but normally the way he plays, he plays well against the uh, two-second one that Hall's played last, last uh, on Wednesday. If it, Hall's played a two-second one, Hodgie will win one nil. If not, it will be a 2-2 two -two draw. Um, I'm purely because see these are the two I've tipped to finish first and second this year um, that's how highly I rate both teams and both managers so again only because they're at home I'm going to give Hulls the edge and say they will win 2-1 um, Greasy if I can come back to you because the penultimate game on the list is, is Locomotive um, second home game in a row this time you play Asta yeah, uh, I've got a thank you, Fifey. You put the bear in our encounter, and I've put my, my I've gone. I am the locomotive side is attacking. It's one of the few times I'm playing with one holder midfielder. I'm playing with two AMCs. I've got one striker and two MCs. I'm going. I'm got. I've gone balls out. There's not much more attacking you'll see from me, and uh, yeah. It goes from there. I'm playing the. I've got Ricardinho and uh, Aymar playing together in centre midfield, which is enough flair. More, it's got more flair than a Ric Flair Bukaki party, isn't it? <laughs> so if I, if you can I shove your arm, you can cut your ass. That's all I can say. If um, I work that out right, then you're playing a four-one-two-two-one. Two, uh, I'm playing a. Two, three, two, two, one. Right, okay. So you're playing with like the attacking wing backs. Yeah. Okay. So, and um, you, you comment obviously on, on the flair. Um, what score yeah. prediction are you going for? Uh, I won't be happy if it's less than 4 0. Wow. Uh, Ian, you're back with us. Uh, hopefully, there was no incident in the kitchen. We're just uh, building up to. Locomotive v Aster. Could I ask you for a score prediction? Yeah, you can't see anything other than close to what uh, Greavesy has just predicted. I think whether it's whether he gets the four or whether he stays at three, but yeah, comfortable, comfortable win. That's a shame. It's a it's a bad start for Alf after the back of uh, a defeat. It's not where you want to be going. And he said he's rotating already. That's that's the bit that's. A, because he commented online, because I said that he's got, because uh, I'm playing, I'm going to be playing uh, Del Vecchio and Cassano behind Ronaldo. And depending on half time, I might bring Kesman on and put Ronaldo at AMC. So I've said, oh, you've got, I've got the Roma, your favourite Roma attackers coming against you, haunting you from your home saves. And he said, oh, <laughs> If I'd have known that, I'd have been playing Cluzny and Batty. I said, well, if you've got, if they're better than what you're playing, why aren't, why aren't you playing them? And he said, I'm rotating. So if you're rotating second game in, it's not, it's not cricket, is it? They don't... It's not. I think, uh, I think you need that solid base at the start of the season. It's a mistake I've made in the past, reacting too early to a, to a defeat, and you, and you never get it back because you chop and change at the start of the season and you go from defeat to defeat. I think you need to sort of have some sort of settled, settled idea of what's going on. Well, he said, unfortunately, in the position he's in, you've got to know your best eleven. That is, is my bit. Last, last season, I didn't have one. I've got a more competitive team now than what I had last year. In my team, I knew, what, bearing suspensions and injuries, it's the reason I couldn't. I didn't want Kaladza starting. Kaladza couldn't start for me because he's always a yellow card. Mm. So you can't you can't bet on that. And Petit is just as good as what Kaladza is. So I had Kaladza and Decor in the core of the CDM with Contra and Giancarlo. And depending on, on fitness, Kaladza could either go in for Pancaro or Petit. So if you that that was my best. That was the best core that I had with Cannavaro and Larson. 
The rest, I just picked on who I thought was going to do well in that game. But if you don't know the, the spine of your team, you're going to struggle. Yeah, I think okay. um, I think Al's always had good good uh, performances out of his DMs as well, and he he doesn't know which ones are his best ones in that position. So if you're not if you're not sure who your best players are in that core area of your team, that's when you're in, that's when he's possibly in a little bit of trouble. But whenever you've talked to him, he's always said, "Oh, I've got too many DMs." So if he's not happy with the DMs that he's got, why hasn't he tried to improve that area? That, that's the bit. I wasn't happy with my strikers last season. So I've changed him. Well, I kept Inzaghi because he, he got a shithouse goal for me in the final and he, I know he can do that. So if you're not happy with an area, change it. I let I let Cannavaro go because he had a 7.2 average last season. I think Al's so problem now, think- though, is he's got, no, he's got no bargaining chips left, has he? He's let Duff go, he's let Shevchenko go, he's going to struggle to bring mm-hmm. in any, anyone now. He's got no one to really trade off. Well, there's always a, there's always a chance, because I thought that when... But then I managed to get to court for uh, Kutzikov and uh, Evaluson, and because he thought he had too many DMs. And now... He's traded Kurtzikov for um, Ambrosini. So it's he's traded it for another DM. So you there's always if you've got a transfer available, there's always a chance that a player you want will come will come up in the market. I, I agree. I agree. It, I agree with Ian. I don't think he's got any bargaining chips left. Well, it, well someone like um I'm trying to think who I've still got. Not even someone like maybe Rui Costa, someone might yeah. be interested in. I, I put a lot of interest in in Rui Costa. He's got, if he, the problem is, I think with Alf Blessing is sometimes he's unrealistic about certain players and then not realistic about the others. Is so it the ones he could use? Yeah, well, he is, yeah. One, one time there's a player that isn't starting for him, but he's not willing to let him go. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. I put an offer in at start when the transfer window opened. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mehmet Shah. I'm a bigger fan of Del Vecchio. But I thought there might be a chance being able to get Mehmet Shah because he's very good at midfit in MC as well as AMC. So I thought, yeah, he's worth a pun. So I offered him Franca because I know I knew he, by past comments, he's quite keen on it. And he said, no, I'll trade Del Vecchio. So I, I, I snapped his hand off because I know last season Del Vecchio was Al's best performer in the league. I think he got six goals and he wasn't he, he was in an end squad and he played a variety of positions. And he's always he's he's the typical locomotive player. He's a nasty bastard who runs all day, he'll tackle everything. He's strong and he knows where the goal is. So He's one of those players, even when you play against him on home saves, he'll always pop up with a goal. And you can't you can't put price on that. So when he said oh, Del Vecchio, I thought, yes, I'll have that instead of a 32, 31-year-old Mehmet Scholl. Thank you very much. But then you inquire about other players, and the like he says that he needs a good quality DM, but he doesn't. He's got enough in his squad that he could offer a couple of players to try and get one. So two for one deals, a big two for one deals in this incarnation of the of the Super League are a little bit harder, aren't they? We've all got a lot of players, and two for one deals aren't. I don't think are what they used to be. Yeah. If I can uh, rein it rein it back into to finish off the preview to the locomotive Aster game. Jamie, have you got a score prediction for this one, please? Uh, 2-0 locomotive. Steve? Yeah, 3-0 Boston. Uh, Ryan's back with us after completing his uh, neighbourly duties. I'm just asking for a score prediction, please, for locomotive the Aster. He is there. He's just not listening to us. Oh, he's got the dog now. Ryan, can you hear us? I think I'm back, but my um, my 4G wasn't the best. Um, 
Locomotive versus Astor. Is it? Who's it on? Locomotive. It's a home win, isn't it? Um, close though. Two one. Two one. Locomotive very rarely blow away opponents. Have you have you seen my tactic though, Ryan? I've not. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've posted it online. Uh, I think it's a firm favourite of yours. Is the first I'm going balls out. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I've had a really rough couple of days with work and and all sorts. So yeah, I literally saved the game after Wednesday's show and fired it over to Martin on Thursday afternoon. And I've not actually looked at anything at all. Yeah, I'm playing uh, two three two two one. Ah, the classic. Mr. Edwards played that last week. Um, I'm playing it on Sunday and all. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're sticking with it, man. It's, it's a favourite of mine. It's um, Yeah, it's, as long as you've got some good passes in your team, it, it should work, man. You'd it's, like it because, well, you're like, uh, I've called the, the, for, the tactic file is locomotive brackets Phoenix rises. Just for... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, the one thing I will say about, I mean, and Fifey always alluded to, he used to call Phoenix boring, boring Phoenix, because our games very rarely ended up 4-3 or, do you mean, I have a 1-3 or 4-0 or it was a real scrappy 0-0, 0-1, 1-3. Um, is this when I I called your second title win the worst title defence of all time? Yeah, after like five games or something, I I, I had one win or two wins. And I was down in ninth, and five years made this drastic kind of. Uh... <laughs> I mean, this get this gets brought up every time I come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Ryan. I'm playing because uh, Christian warns. Right, uh, Steve sold me a broken player, so I'm already looking for a seat. Hang on a minute. I'm also got a five, so we're even there. It's even. <laughs> you can't judge players on one game, man. You can't do you that. He's out for three months, Ryan. He's out for three months on one game. He played 40 minutes. He's out for three months. There must have been something. In, he must have known he was injured. That's why we transferred him out. But yeah, I've got Clompy uh, and Lurson at centre-half with Decor holding. Sorin and... Uh, Sorin and Zambrotta on the wing-backs with Riccardinho and Imar MC with Delvecchio and Catano supporting Ronaldo up front. Delvecchio and Cassano. Mm. Depends what he does. I mean, I've said this a lot of times now, but I, I, I've got the players to put on our decent team, even, even if that is a narrow team. Um, he, I mean, he, he looks squad rotation when in this league is mad. Um, I mean, I think he he played a fair amount of his good players on um, on Wednesday and got absolutely steamrolled. Um, yeah, I, I think everyone knows that that I mean, if they're going to be challenging this season, they need to be taking six points off Aster. And um, yeah, Alf should be listening to Woodermore, which is something. Uh, <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> you know what? I don't. I don't understand. The bit that confuses me the most is that last season he mostly played Shevchenko at AMC. Then he brings in Pavel Nedved and plays him up front. Uh, yeah, 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 I think he's reasoning for that one. No, he's reasoning for that one when he had that. He had that cameo at Agus, didn't he? When he got injured, he mm. scored a couple of goals, didn't he? Last season, played up top. He, oh no, he come on up top, didn't he? he? Scored two goals and got injured and went back off. That's got to be his only only reasoning behind yeah. doing that. You know, you, you scored, know desperation though. when that happens. Oh. It's not yeah, even based on though, is it? You could you could no, stick you could stick a centre back up there and, and he could randomly get you a couple of goals. It doesn't mean it's going to happen again for you for a different no, side next season, does it? He did, he did score and have it disallowed though before moving back. So. <laughs> Just to put it in perspective, the decision to play it that way. Has received more heat and criticism than I than when I actually went zero up front. No, it hasn't. <laughs> just I'm just waiting. If I go complete shit house and play with a sweeper and no strikers, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the reactions of that. When I go when I um, sat up, go one 
There's one game left to preview um, for, for Sunday's show. Um, Jamie, I'll come to you first because it's Northern Burn at home to Dragons. Let's start with the visitors. Uh, presume you're going in in very confident mood. Yeah, Dragons win 2-1. <laughs> no, no that's, that's all he's saying. I'm talking about it. Just we leave like, our performance. Yeah, just what we do now, and what we do these days. Hey, do you me a favour? Next time we come and talk about Dragons, can you get Wooder and Duggan on, please? Because that's pathetic. Yeah, I think... Uh... To be fair, I'm sure... You, you don't want them too on. He's king of the co-coms, not king of the predictions, isn't he? <laughs> uh, right, what's your... Uh, sorry, no, um, Ian, let's let's come to you before we do predictions. Uh, what What's the talk going on at Northern Burn? Uh, are you concerned about Dragons being a different beast this year or are they perfectly beatable? Well, it depends which Dragons turn up from just... If you isolate this season, first half to second half... Not much cop first half of the first game. Fantastic second half. So if they carry their second half into our game, I'll be a little bit more worried. If they go, if they start... We need, we need one half. <laughs> <laughs> and I, if, if I can get one and a half halves, then I might be all, I might be all right. I mean, we go... I'm, I'm going for that little bit of consistency. I'm, the team's already in. Uh, it's the same, but Cannavaro comes in for a few days. So maybe we might be... A little more solid. Um, Sigalco is going to get the ninety minutes rather than getting the hook at half time, and I'm just going to let it play out and, and see how and see how they get on. Can I ask which? Can I ask which one and a half halves you want? Because you didn't score in either, so I'll happily take both of those halves if you want, and that's fine. No, I'm saying I'm saying I'm hoping to have one and a half halves against you. That's what I'm after. Decent halves. Yeah, none of the ones I had against Leddersford. Don't either of them two. I bring him, that's fine. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I'll ask you first, if I may, for a score prediction for that game. Oh, God, I hate doing predictions. Um, I think Northern Burn will do it, man. I think it's... Clearly pissed. Clearly pissed. Look at him. Clearly pissed. <laughs> I, I, I literally just got off taxi duty, mate. Just got off taxi duty. Got in the house, all for my first beer. That's how much gone. My first beer. Um... He is, but, however, yeah. screwing his hand to the uh, to the table. Yeah, but be honest with you, I kind of it's one of them. I'm going to back Northern Burn <laughs> for a narrow victory. But I mean, there's the, the thing for this is that I've backed Northern Burn for a victory probably 16 times last season. You, you backed you back me every time, and I let you down every time. Why don't you back? Go on, back Jamie. Go on, go on, do us all. Favor. I'll back. I'll back Jamie just to get. I can't change his mind now. <laughs> oh, I can't change no, no backsies no backsies Steve <laughs> uh, what's your prediction please well I'm not going to go with Jamie Silly Bollock 7-0 to other side like he did uh, what I will say <laughs> so they're, uh, they're still susceptible to, score, to concede goals and in my opinion they conceded two against a stronger forward line uh, they've obviously got it in the locker massively to uh, score goals uh, it's a genuine, not a not a mic tech, um, a two one burn win. I think the, the, the Northern Burn backline on paper is the strongest in the league, definitely better than Bostock. So I can't see there being a four. I can't see four goals being scored. Um, you mean, but it's just whether Ian can get his lads scoring. Not, you mean? Well, now Ryan said that I'm going to back Dragons to win five 0 Breezy. <laughs> The difference is the only weak link in that burn side is Toldo. Because Toldo loves to throw the ball in his own net. Well, hang on. Let's just remember, Oliver Kahn wasn't exactly Oliver Kahn-esque last year. No, but how many times did... I'd, I'd like to know how many times Toldo threw in a five and threw Ian under the bus. Jamie, how many times did Kahn get last year? Yeah, but he had shit in front of him, didn't he? he was, Do you know how many sixes he had? About two. <laughs> Toldo cost me. Toldo cost me. I think a couple of games by himself. I mean, when I lost, I lost four three at home to Leddersford last year, 
And I think that was the he had four shots on, and like you say, Toldo threw them all in his own net pretty much. Um, yeah. But I, I actually believe Toldo finished the season as one of the strongest keepers in the league, uh, which is why he's kept his place. He was he was superb for the last six, seven, eight games. So I'm hoping that continues. Mm. Uh, Ian, as as you're you're on the camera, um, can I ask you for a score prediction? Fanciers, Fanciers two one. And Jamie. Me, I give it two one, two one dragons. But we must be playing because I've noticed that every time I've said Jamie's name that there seems to be a real delay in yes, getting my... from Leicestershire to Wales. Yes, yeah, my internet playing up tonight. Just before we finish, um, I just want to do a bit of housekeeping. I don't know, Ryan, if, if there's anything you want to say on this particular subject, but I just want to sort of give a, a little round of applause to Dimble, who sort of put, re-put together bits for the, the Super League website, and, and I've had a look at it, and he's even given me some editor rights. Um, I think it looks mint. I think... Uh, what he's done is, is quality work and it's only going to get better the more he's given to do. I know I'd already spoken to him about doing the the reserve league and I know, I think it might even have been Ryan put it together from the first two sets of fixtures. So someone else has already put that up for him. It um, wasn't me. <laughs> I, 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 can, I promise you, I tell you everything that I do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still on my reserve team manager sacked. He's not playing the locomotive way. What the fuck is going on? I lost three 0 to you, and I've con- conceded six goals in two games. This shit don't happen. But he no, got uh, in Edinburgh is on a foot. He got a four. <laughs> but no, uh, big big uh, bums up to Dimble for the work he's put in. I'm still looking into the possibility. Running a, a Super 7, if you like, where we can all actually put predictions in for each game and, and we'll have a little league table. I'm looking to see maybe putting a Google Doc type thing together where everyone can go in that wants to play and just put the scores against their name. My only concern is some of you are such petulant children, you'll be editing each other's scores to make them unrealistic. So I'm trying to do a way of stopping that. Um, but no, that. As always, the, the Super League continues to grow. You know, the podcast will be available each week as well this season. We trialled it a few times last year. It's got a Can few... we get the podcast on the website? Sorry? Can we get the podcast? And that's a good thing to ask. Can we get the podcast and the links to the shows on the website? Yes, I do believe... Uh, obviously, me and Dimble have spoken about a few things off air and... and any blogs that I write and things like that, he does think can go on there. So yes, all the all the links to such things should be available on the new website. We should probably get Swan involved. I mean, it's great work by Dimble. Yeah, I like how your words. Everyone who's been involved with um, it, which my, I, I've given Dimble some info. That's what I've done. Um, that's all I've done. I, you know the the kind of fixture packs that I sent you all in notepad form. Um, Basically, Dimble had all 14 of them, so he kind of had full kind of basically everyone's fixtures. Um, I also sent him the Super League history in yeah. terms of the basically when I scoured your blog a few months ago to kind of get all the final league tables and as much as I could get off them, and um, the kind of the Super League previous players who've won it. Um, so that, that's what I've given Dimble. Um, the only other person I think could potentially get involved in that is Swan. Obviously, he yeah. loves doing his stats, and I think he'd be quite Great. a good person. work last year. Yeah. So, I, 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 and maybe, I mean, Hodgie kind of put a thing up uh, kind of at the end of his season, basically, that sometimes we do some Super League kind of announcements and some rules and things like that, and it kind of gets lost in the chat. So maybe that we kind of exact transfer rules and exact half-time rules and you know places for actual Super League updates. They might have to. Having spoken, having spoken to Dimble, I know he's happy to have uh, and get as much of that sort of stuff on it as possible. So any ideas anyone has for, for further enhancing the the great work he's already put in, uh, I'm sure he'd be well. He'd be delighted to to have your input. Um, and just one other thing, uh, non-Super League related as such, but this is going out to, to fans and managers for all the Super League clubs. 
I've been talking to a few people about doing some preview to the Euros this summer. And as of Sunday, the 18th of April, I think it is, that week, basically, I'm looking to do a series of shows. There'll be one talking about just the England squad. There'll be one looking at England v Scotland, one looking at the other nations and other bits and pieces. So keep your eyes out for that. And if you, you know, if you want to join in. Yeah, well, you know. You, might Wales. <laughs> you know, if we got much to discuss with Wales, you know, we'll, maybe they'll come under. I don't know. I don't know who got further in the last Euros, Wales or England. I don't know. You tell me. You tell me who got further in the last Euros. I don't know. But uh, yeah, maybe Wales will come under the other nations tab. Uh, Rest of the world. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> As of, I think it's Sunday the 18th, I think I've basically got one show planned every day that week, so anyone who wants to jump in any of those, you are more than welcome. But as always, absolutely no chance that I'm jumping on a show with you when you talk about your England squad, mm-hmm. your, fucking, your Manchester United fucking sunglasses on and your fucking... Who are you talking to now? You, you. Really? Last, time, last time you when we were in chat talking about the England squad and you're like, oh, I think Lingard should get in there. And Remember, you're just making you know, up. definitely the best right back we've got. Oh, Jack, Jack Grealish, oh, way better than Mason. Wamba Pack is the best defensive right back. Oh, getting in the If Trent isn't getting called up, because we're going to be we're going to be playing three at the back. We're not. There's three at the back and two holding midfielders. Before this turns into chaos, he loves to play safe. Before this turns into chaos, I'm going to stop the recording before you guys start ranting about the England squad again. Uh, But until next time, Super League fans, thank you very much. And uh, we will speak to you all Sunday. Good night.